Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I'm joined by sophomore from the Penn State men's hockey team, Ben Schoen. Uh, ben, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been good. Uh, it's been a fun season so far. Excited to keep it going, and uh, happy I could uh, join the podcast. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And obviously, your team's entering the second half of the season, number five in the country as of right now. So how you how would you evaluate your team's performance as of now? Yeah, I think we took a big step from last year. Um, I think last year we were really young, and um, this year we uh, got some big-time transfers um, that are older and have experience and have had success in college hockey. Um, so I think the biggest thing for us was just um, having veteran guys that know how to win and, um, you know, do the little things right. So us younger guys have kind of fed off that, and we've had a lot of success this year. And, um, you know, having uh, the fan base we have, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and how do you handle the pressure of being a ranked team, and what's the key for your team's consistency this year? Because this is obviously something new for Penn State, at least in the last few years. Um, I Like you said, I think just the biggest thing for us right now that we're focusing on in the second half is consistency. Um, you know, we've had a great start um, to the season. I think we're like 12-0 and on Friday, um, but we've struggled on Saturdays to, to kind of, you know, sweep a team or just keep that consistent play. So I think for us, it's, you know, we don't really look at the rankings too much, but um, just playing consistent, um, you know, two games a weekend, trying to close out the second one for us is, is our big key and what we're focusing on right now. Yeah, I'm always curious if players ever focus on just, like, what's said about the team on social media and stuff, and I'm assuming from your team you try not to focus on that at all. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we've took in some, some backlash with Saturday games. Um, but, you know, we had a big weekend against RIT when we came back from, from break and got both done there. And we got Michigan State this weekend, who's, um, you know, a really good team. Um, you know, they play hard, play physical. So it's going to be a good test for us. And, um, hopefully we can come out of there with, uh, two big wins. Yeah, one thing I noticed about your team this season is you have a good mix of younger players and older players. Um, how has your team built that chemistry between uh, your, your team that you have? Is it organically? Is it something that you have to work on? Um, I'm just curious about how that all works out once you guys arrive on campus in the fall. Um, a big focus for our team is, is the culture and um, the type of you know people we bring into the program. I think the biggest thing that I learned when I came here and why um, you know we were so tight was just the, our leadership. We have uh, some really good um, captains and older guys that lead um, the right way, both on and off the ice. Um, so it's been really nice to kind of just, you know, learn from them and see what they do. And, um, you know, they've done awesome for us this year. All of our upperclassmen have really stepped up this year and um, had some big games and played some big roles. So that's uh, that's probably the biggest thing for me. And you also have one of the best fan bases in all of college hockey, I want to ask you what it's like playing in front of them every single night, and what's the roar zone like? Um, do you think you have the best student section in college hockey? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been pretty much everywhere. I've played everywhere now in the Big Ten, um, and then a couple out-of-conference games. But, I mean, it's second to none. It's I, I think it's the best best college uh, student section in the country. 
um, there every single night, just bringing the energy and, um, like it's full before warmups, um, which is pretty cool. I've never experienced that, you know, playing in juniors and then never playing like for my high school team. So to be able to have just a fan base like this is pretty cool. And, um, actually on, uh, New Year's, uh, all the students are gone. So we had all, we call them the townies, the people that live in town. They, uh, they actually filled the student section to the top and the game was sold out against RT. So it was pretty awesome just to see, you know, the community, um, you know, getting behind us and really helping us during games. Yeah. How nervous are you when you go into a, your first game at Penn State with all the, with all the crowd noise and all that? I'm curious about that because I feel like that's got to give you goosebumps and warm up seeing the student section all, all the packed up by then. Yeah, uh, I remember my first game, like, like it was yesterday, it was against LIU, and, um, like I said, never really played in front of a, a student section before, so when we got on the ice for warm-ups and the band was going and the student section was full, it was definitely, uh, real nervous, my whole family was there, but, um, you kind of just try to block that out as much as you can, focus on the game, but it's, it's pretty incredible to, uh, you know, witness it on the ice and as a fan too, it's a pretty awesome atmosphere. Yeah, I was listening to Jimmy Dowd on another podcast, and he said the Michigan series was the loudest he's ever heard per I'm assuming that's is, – is that true from your perspective? Yeah, uh, that was a weekend to remember. It was uh, kind of a big weekend for us. Um, you know, we were going in undefeated. We were kind of, you know, are they good? Or are they just, you know, had a lucky start? So it was a big weekend for us. And, man, did, did the Roar Zone show up in the crowd? It was unbelievable. We had a – a great first game. We won three nothing. The place was going nuts. And like I think he said, the second night we lost in overtime, but we were down three nothing with like eight minutes left. We scored three goals, and I mean, I thought the roof was gonna come off. It was unbelievable. And just to have that in games is, is such an advantage for us. And um, yeah, just it's it's awesome, awesome to play in front of. Now, individually, you've improved a lot compared to your freshman year. I'm curious, what's the biggest improvement you think you've made to your game so far this season, and what did you work on in the off season to make that improvement happen? Yeah, um, I think just like um, like I said, just learning from the older guys, um, seeing how they play and why they're having success. Um, you know, we're we're a team that likes to shoot the puck and score goals. So for me, it was kind of just you know trying to shoot more, trying to get the puck to the net more instead of making you know an extra pass or so so um the biggest thing for me was uh really just trying to learn as much as I can from watching you know some of our top older guys and our leaders and you know why they're having success and what they're doing both on and off the ice so that was the biggest thing for me for sure yeah what do you work on I I guess curious what type of drills you do in the off season like I know some guys try to focus more on skill work like just with their shooting and stick handling but I know some guys also like to build up their strength I'm curious which one you try to focus on more and how you try to build upon those skills. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty small. I'm a smaller guy, so, you know, I try I try to obviously get stronger, but my game isn't, you know, to out-muscle a guy or, or blow a guy up in the quarter. It's just, you know, quickness, speed, agility, so I really focus on that and a lot of skill work with, you know, shooting, stick handling, um, you know, making plays, passing with your head up, stuff like that for sure, so. A lot of speed, a lot of agility, for sure. 
Now, I do want to talk about a couple of games uh, that you've played so far this year. Uh, the first one we sort of talked about it was the weekend against Michigan. Obviously, that was a big weekend series for your team, like you mentioned, because people were not sure what to make of your team because of the strength of schedule that you had. So just talk about what it was like uh, playing the number one team in the country that weekend and getting the split. Yeah, that was a, a big turning point for us. It kind of just, you know, let us know, like, with it, within our team that, you know, we can play with some of the best teams in the country. And um, honestly, I think that first game against Michigan was the best game we've played all year. Um, I think they had, like, 18 shots or something. Who's You know, they're obviously super skilled with a ton of draft picks. So um, that was an awesome game. We played extremely well and then came up short in the second one. <laughs> What was the biggest difference from this year's Michigan team to last year's? Because obviously last year they had all those first-round picks and they're considered the best team in college hockey in the preseason. Obviously they're still very good now, but what's changed about them a little bit, especially with the new coaching staff? I'm curious from a player's perspective because I always thought I always find that interesting with how teams sort of rebound from year to year. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that um, you know I took is just you know they're a lot younger. Last year they had you know, a younger team as in sophomores, but they had that year of, um, you know, experience and it goes a long way, um, especially for me this year. So I think this year it's, you know, there are a lot of young, talented players. And um, for us, you know, we're we're an older team. Like our top guys are, are a lot older and have experience and know how to win. So um, I think that was the biggest advantage for us. And I think for them, um, you know, just not having the experience of playing in a college hockey game is is kind of an advantage for us, but they're, they're going to be a good team for sure in the next couple of years. Well, then the next weekend you played a, one of the best teams in the country in Minnesota on the road, and you got a split in that series. Talk about what it's like playing the number one team in the country in back-to-back weekends, and what's your mindset heading into big road games like that? Because obviously it's nice to have the crowd advantage when you're at Pagula, but then on the road it's a completely different atmosphere. You're sort of the villains, and you're playing in a hostile environment. Uh, just talk about what it was like getting a win, I guess, in that hostile environment against the best team in the country at that point. Yeah, I don't know what it is with them. We just we match up well with them for some reason. Uh and, you know, we always are pretty fired up to play them because they're always a pretty good team. So, um, you know, I thought we played extremely well in the first game and, um, you know, got some key goals from some big-time players. So, um, I mean, like I said, they're they're a good team, but for some reason we just match up well against them, which is which is nice. What's your favorite road rank to play in so from your time so far in college hockey? I mean, I, I would probably say Michigan for sure. I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, which is like 45 minutes from Ann Arbor and went to a lot of those games. So playing at Yosta is pretty cool. It's a small barn, but it gets extremely loud. And uh, I got a lot of family that comes to those games, which is which is fun. But uh, last year we played in uh, in Nashville against North Dakota at the uh, Predators Arena. It sold out. We beat them, which was probably the coolest hockey game I've ever played in. Yeah, I do remember that game. And can I ask you one moment from that game was I forgot who scored the goal, but one fan was chirping him. And then after the celebration, he banged on the glass and started talking, you know what, to that fan. Uh, yeah. Is there any background story about that? Because I thought that was the best sally of the year last year. Yeah, so we we got there a day early and, um, you know, we went out downtown and went to team dinner and, you know, looked at the stores and stuff. And uh, there was only North Dakota fans like it was crazy they were everywhere and you know they were chirping us as we were walking down you know you guys are gonna get smoked or even get a goal <laughs> so fired up for that game and 
even in warm-ups, it was just crazy. We were just getting shredded by these people in the stands. So to uh, come out on top, and then I think it was Clayton Phillips scored and did something on the glass, which was pretty fun. But we were all giving it to him after the game and, you know, tossing our jerseys, stuff like that. It was pretty fun. I just, I just love if you're going to talk smack, you have to be willing to take it back. And he definitely did it when he slammed on the glass and pointed to that one fan that was given to him the entire game. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, they're ruthless. Those fans are absolutely ruthless. I think they might have some of the best fans in the country because um, I went to the Frozen Four in 2015, and that was in Boston. And Boston's obviously so far away from uh, North Dakota, and they filled up that place. There was probably more North Dakota fans than BU fans, and obviously BU's much closer uh, than North Dakota was. So they have definitely a great fan base. I would have to put them up with, like, your team, uh, probably Minnesota and Michigan, and then uh, maybe, like, I got maybe like um I got to think of some other teams I not can't think of in the top of my head right now but they're they're definitely up there for sure. They they travel extremely well. I used to go to Miami Ohio games and like there would be you know half the stadium in North Dakota fans. I just thought that was it was awesome. But like you know that's that's like uh there's not much going on up there. So their hockey team is is their uh, pride and joy. So they definitely get great support. And, they have an unbelievable arena. So, yeah, they do very well with travel. Well, I do want to sort of get to your beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so it says that you're from, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, Mommy, Ohio. I probably yeah. butchered that a little bit, okay. so I apologize. But uh, talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so from Mommy, Ohio, um, my dad never played hockey. Um, the first person was my older brother. Um, kind of got into it, um, you know, was just having fun with it, played for for the local high school there in Ohio, and, um, you know, growing up, like, you always want to be better than your older brother, so he, uh, me and him would, you know, go at it, whether it's mini sticks or roller hockey or on the ice, so he definitely helped me get into it and just started playing um, locally for, uh, started out with the Toledo Cherokee, um, played there. For a couple of years, and then went over to the Sylvania North Stars, um, played there, and uh, you know you miss it. Like play, being able to play in in your hometown and driving ten minutes to the rink is extremely nice. And um, you know I loved every bit of it. All my buddies, I still stay in touch with that I played with them, um, so that was nice. And then around I think thirteen or twelve or thirteen, I decided to go up to Detroit, Michigan. Um, I played in uh, for Beltire my 12-year year and 13-year year, and then um, U14, um, I got asked to play for Little Caesars, who at the time was, you know, the best team in the country, and Chris Draper was coaching the team and played for the Red Wings for so many years and won, I think, three or four cups, so that was pretty cool to uh, to be able to play for them, and I, we played in Joe Luce Arena at the time before it got taken down, which was awesome, so um, you know, we were dressing in the Red Wings locker room, going to games, got to meet, I mean, man, I, I met so many players, Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid, just the really cool guys, and um, it was cool to be around an NHL atmosphere all the time, and then U15 year, they uh, built a new arena, Little Caesars Arena, got to play in that, um, you know, we had guys like Larkin skated with us, Centerberg, Datsuk, so that was, as a 15-year-old growing up, that was probably the coolest thing. Um, just to be involved with that and be around guys like that. So that was kind of my path. And then um, after 15s, I decided to, to go to Youngstown and play in the USHL. 
Yeah, talk about what it's like skating with Datsuk. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that guy, uh, that guy is unbelievable. He is, you know, not the loudest guy and at the time didn't really speak much English, but he would do the drills with us and, you know, give us little techniques and just to see, like, how talented he was was unbelievable at the age of 14 and 15. So that was probably one of the coolest experiences was skating with him and, you know, we skated with Dylan Larkin and we did, like, a, a speed thing and just seeing him fly around was pretty pretty incredible. Um, that was Really cool too. Who was your favorite player growing up? Because I assume you, from you being from Ohio, you're a Blue Jackets fan. But it seems like you're probably a Red Wings fan growing up. Yeah, I, I would say I'm a Red Wings fan for sure. Just being around the guys, um, I would probably have to say growing up, Dad Soup for sure. Just you know, going to the games with with my dad and my older brother. After, literally right after practice, they would play. So seeing him do the stuff he did on the ice was so cool as a little kid. So. Definitely watched a lot of highlights of him and enjoyed watching him play. Yeah, I think my favorite player from Detroit growing up was probably Lidstrom. I just liked uh, just how, like, I don't know, there's something about him. Like, just he's so such a respectful guy, and just uh, the way he carries himself is just, I think, something to admire. But I also loved um, Jimmy Howard, the goalie. I yeah. always um, I always liked the goalie, so he was someone I, I really liked watching as well. Yeah, he was he was, he was was good for us to, to start his career, and then, you know, Red Wings had kind of a, a drought and started going downhill, but I think we're turning around here in the next couple of years, so we'll see what happens. Now, like you mentioned before, college hockey, you played in the USHL for the Youngstown Phantoms. I'm curious how you got the opportunity to go to the USHL. Um, so after my U15 year um, with Little Caesars, um, got a call from Youngstown, and they asked if I uh, wanted to play and do, I think it was like a tender agreement. Um, so I decided to uh, go to Youngstown at, at 16 and um, played there for two and a half years, and I loved every bit of it. How did it prepare you for college hockey, playing in the USHL? Because obviously it's the best, in my opinion, junior hockey league in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. I think um, for me, just like learning how to play with bigger guys um, at the time when you know I was playing with 20-year-olds and who were a lot bigger and stronger and faster at the time. So I had to learn a lot of, you know, techniques for me to have success during the games. And um, I, I learned a lot, and the coaches did a great job with me and really staying positive with me throughout, you know, my 16-year year and 17-year year. And um, I got hurt a couple times and was out for a long time, but everyone stayed positive with me, and um, I, I learned a lot going into, into college hockey. You got to play with some really cool guys. Obviously, I'm a big Bruins fan, uh, so you got to play with Riley Duran, who was a Bruins draft pick, had the chance to watch him play in development camp and obviously with Providence, and then Georgie Merkulov. Uh, Brad Merrick, who I think is a really solid player for Ferris State. I'm curious, how does playing with guys like that help your development as a hockey player? Yeah, those guys were all awesome, awesome guys, both on and off the ice. Um, Merkulov was probably the most talented player I've ever played with just extremely hardworking and um, dedicated everything to hockey. I think he's going to have a bright future with the Bruins. Um, Bradley Merrick was was awesome. He, he taught me a lot, just you know, with whether that was like learning how to do face-offs and little techniques or um, you know how to block shots. He he really uh, helped me out a lot. I was always asking him questions because that was something you know I wasn't the best at was in the D zone and. Um, you know, being in good position and having good sticks. He, he's an awesome guy and um, was big for that Youngstown team. He did a, 
a lot of good things for us. And then Riley was, you know, really, really talented player, um, super fast, super tall, had a great shot. So I think all three of them uh, are going to have bright futures. Was it cool to see Riley's development from Youngstown to now playing with the World Junior team and being one of the top prospects in the NHL? Because I was reading somewhere where he wasn't that highly touted um, heading into Youngstown, and then he sort of changed it around during his time there. Yeah, he uh, he really grew fast in Youngstown. He uh, took a big turn um, when I actually left. I think it was when I went to Tri City. Um, you know, he really started to uh, to find his game and. And then it took off from there when he played in World Juniors. He did awesome, watched all those games, and now he's doing great at Providence. So happy for him. Do you still talk to any of your friends from the USHL today, or is it hard just because you're focused on college hockey now? Yeah, I think I made a lot of really good relationships and close relationships with guys that um, I still talk to and FaceTime and you know play video games with. So I think growing, growing up uh, when I played in Youngstown, Trevor Coutard was there the year before me. Um, he was a tender, too. Um, so when I got there, he kind of really took me under his wing and learned a lot from him. And I think he's he's a Bruins pick and plays at BC, so he's someone I talk to here and there for sure. What's the best memory you have um, in the USHL when you look back on it today? Man. I would probably say there's a couple um, in Youngstown. Uh, we had a bus trip to, to Tri-City, my U16 year, and obviously uh, that was a long, I think it was like 24 hours or something, 23-hour bus ride, and our bus broke down, um, and we had to, like, pull over and go to a Cracker Barrel, and we didn't really know how long the bus was going to be down for, and I, I think we were there for, like, nine hours, and we ate, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner there, and, you know, hanging out with the guys, playing, playing games, talking, eating, it was just so fun. Um, as like a 16 year old being with older guys and just having good talks. And then, um, on the ice probably was when we were in Des Moines. We, uh, we went to a shootout and I don't know if you've ever like been or seen Des Moines games. It's like a really small ring, but they're like really loud and, and pretty crazy and went to a shootout and the shooter before me like shot at the goalie, saved it and then actually like, kicked it in the net, but they called it no goal. And that was to, uh, to win the game. So they called it no goal, and then I get called up to go next. And I was like, get on the ice. There's, like, beer cans, like, hundreds of beer cans being tossed on the ice. So, like, I can't even shoot because there's so many beer cans on the ice. So they had to, like, wait, move all the beer cans. And then I went. I didn't score. I missed and kind of skated right off the ice and was just getting ripped. And, you know, at the time, I wasn't too happy. But looking back at it, it was a pretty, pretty funny experience and something I always remember. Yeah, no, I, I heard Sioux Falls has the best uh, fan base in the USHL because apparently there's like a teddy bear toss thing that they do and they fill it up pretty, like, a lot. Like, it's one of the biggest USHL attendance games of the year. Yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to play there my last year when I went to Tri-City. It's super nice arena. I think it's like 12,000, and they, they yeah, they do an awesome crowd. It's pretty cool for sure. But the loudest, I would say, is probably Waterloo. That place. Yeah. That place is crazy. How, what was the bill like at Cracker Barrel after you guys were done eating? Gosh, I feel uh, bad for whoever had to pay for that. Yeah, I think every guy had three meals or maybe four. It was it was outrageous. And then we, <laughs> we played Tri-City that night or the next night, and we lost like 12-1 or something. It was not good. We should got that memory, though. I feel like that, that means more yeah. than the game itself. Yeah, for sure. Definitely remember that.
we'll talk about your recruitment process to Penn State. Uh, how do they reach out to you? What made you want to go there versus the schools you might have looked at? Yeah, so I was originally committed to Miami, Ohio. Um, you know, I committed there at a pretty young age. And um, when I went to the USHL, I kind of just felt at the time that I rushed my decision and wanted to reopen my options and, you know, see what who was interested in um, what I liked. And Penn State reached out and um, I visited and absolutely loved it. Um, I didn't even get to see a game yet. I, did, I think I went on a Sunday or something, just like walked through the facilities and met the coaches and um, it was awesome. I, I loved everything of it. I loved everything about it. Coaches were great. Um, so I uh, decided to go there with, with my options. I just felt at the time it was the best place for me and the best fit for me. Talk about the coaching staff at Penn State and what's it like playing under Coach Sky Godowski. He seems like a very scary individual when I see him on the bench. I'm assuming he's not that way, but what's it like playing under him? No, he's not scary at all. He's, he's a really, really nice guy. Probably the nicest coach I've ever played for. He's he's awesome, but um, just a super great coach. Um, really focuses on certain habits and, you know, keys to our team. He loves when we shoot the puck. Um, like when we're at like 60 shots, he absolutely loves it, loves to score. So playing for him isn't, isn't too hard because as an offensive player, you like to shoot, you like to score. So he's been great with me and, you know, gave me a lot of opportunity last year as a freshman. And, you know, I really thanked him for that. And um, just always positive, always positive with me and, you know, doing whatever he can to help me, whether that's video or little techniques during the game. So he, he's an awesome coach for sure. Absolutely love him. I saw the video. I don't know if it was him or not, but if him, like, there was, like, a delay on the ice, and he was just sitting on the bench with the boys in RIT. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I don't even – I was on the ice, and uh, some guy on our team got hit into the bench, and the, like, bench thing came off or whatever, the door handle. So they were fixing it, and I guess he was tired and wasn't. wasn't <laughs> but I looked over, and I saw that, and I told my equipment, I was like, someone's got to get a picture of this. This is hilarious. So I think I saw that picture on Twitter, which was pretty funny, but – yeah, that was hey, it's it's if, if you're a coach, it's probably been a while since you've been a player, so you missed some of that stuff. So I feel like I would do that if I had the chance. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. He loves it. We'll talk about your freshman year and what you took away from that. Obviously, your team didn't make the national tournament, but I felt like your team learned a lot as the season progressed. Obviously, beating Ohio State in the first round of the Big Ten playoffs, I feel like was a big step for your team. So just talk about that season and what you took away from it. Yeah, freshman year was um, a big adjustment for me. Um, playing in the Big Ten, it was extremely fast, extremely talented. Um, the teams last year were, were deep with, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, even Ohio State. So um, definitely had to learn a lot and um, went through some hard times for sure with, you know, losing and um, struggling with my game and with the team. So learned a lot. And um, I think, you know, the returners this year, we really grew from last year and um, I think last year we had a great finish to the season, you know, being Ohio State. I think it was the first time ever a Big Ten team's won on the road in the tournament, which was pretty cool. And then, you know, lost to Minnesota with, I think they scored like a minute left or a minute 30 to, to win the game. So um, I think we took that and um, learned from it and really have uh, turned it around this year. And obviously that playoff loss made Ohio State not make the national tournament. I'm curious as a player, is it like a good, I don't know if it's a good feeling, but just nice to know that like you, if we're not going to the tournament, you're not either. That sort of mentality. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't really think too much of it. I, I don't even know if we 
we even knew like what the tournament standings were and who was in or who was not. But uh, you know, I grew up a Michigan fan from Ann Arbor, like pretty close to Ann Arbor, forty five minutes. So I was a Michigan fan. So had all my family at the Ohio State game, um, and we don't like the Buckeyes. So to beat them was pretty cool and, and special for me. And um, you know, no, nothing nothing personal. Just happy to come out on top. How much chirps did you face as a kid in Ohio being a Michigan fan? Because that's, there's probably, I don't know what it's like. It's probably maybe half, half, or was it like all Ohio State fans when you, where you grew up? Everyone's Ohio State fans. Yeah, I took a lot of heat growing up because we would get beat every year. So the last couple of years, you know, obviously I'm a Penn State fan now, but always love seeing Michigan football beat Ohio State. So that's been uh, pretty awesome. But yeah, a lot of what was, like, the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game, the physicality, or just, like, the decision-making you have to have uh, because of how fast the game is? Um, definitely the decision-making. Um, in the USHL, there's a little bit more time. And, um, you know, I think the Big Ten is more of a skilled league, per se, than some of the others. But um, it's quick, and you can only have the puck on your stick for so long. Um, and we focus a lot on, you know, not having high turnovers and, you know, making sure we're playing smart hockey. So definitely, um, you know, having to learn to play a little bit less with the puck and, you know, playing more smart hockey. So that was probably the biggest adjustment was decision-making. And talk about what it's like playing in the Big Ten for hockey and just the skill that every team has because I was looking at this year, I think, like, I don't know who who's in last place, but I was like, man, they're still a very good team. So definitely no bad teams are weekends off in, the, in that conference. Yeah, it's – it's crazy. It's such a talented league. And um, I think when I opened my recruitment, I always wanted to, to play in the Big Ten. I think it's awesome. Um, you know, all the rinks are really nice and they get good crowds. And we get treated like kings here, whether we're on the road or how we travel or the food we get. So to play in the Big Ten is awesome. It's, you know, it's a tough game every night. There's no off nights, obviously. And this year, I think we had at 1.4 or 5 teams in the top 20, which is pretty crazy to think. And a seven-team league or division, um, so that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, just playing in the Big Ten is—it's tough and it's a grind, but it's a lot of fun for sure. Now we're now in a segment I call I call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First one is, what music do you like to listen to before a game? Oh, before a game, ooh, I don't really listen to much music before a game. Um, I kind of just, you know, hang out, try not to get too focused, kind of just stay more relaxed. But off the ice, uh, you know, obviously I like country, but a big uh, big person I've always liked growing up was Justin Bieber. I was a huge Justin Bieber fan and really loved his music. And now he does a bunch of stuff with the Maple Leafs, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, as a kid, I didn't want to admit that I liked Justin Bieber's yeah, music. Not- but as I've gotten older, it's like, why did I feel that way? Like, Eeny Meeny is one of the best songs of all oh, time, like, in my opinion. So he, I awesome. think it's crazy, like, as a teenager to make all those great songs. That's pretty impressive. So I'm definitely a Justin Bieber fan myself. I just wouldn't, like, play it in the car when someone's in the passenger seat because I'll be too embarrassed to do that still. I used to be like that, but not anymore. I just that's let yeah, I feel like I need to learn how to do that. I'm still, I'm still in the process. I feel like maybe uh, as the years go on, maybe I'll start to be a little more open for making that happen. Yeah, that's yeah. You just gotta, you know, take the chirps with it and enjoy the music for sure. 
who on the Penn State hockey team has the best style uh, besides yourself? I feel like you always look the best uh, for your pregame outfits, but anyone else that stands out? Oof. Um, that's a good question. I would probably have to say, um, we got a lot of guys that have really nice style. Um, our goalie does pretty well, Liam Sawyer. He's, uh, he's a French Canadian and he's got some pretty, pretty good style for sure. Who's the funniest on the team? Um, I, I would say it was Ben Copeland. He's now, he signed in the AHL, but he was probably our funniest player. Um, now it's probably Connor McEgern. And then who is the, which teammate is the worst at responding to your text messages? Like, who do you have to nag, like, all the time just to get a response from? Probably myself. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> I always get chirped by the boys. Like, I just, I, I just don't do well with re- responding i'll look at it but i'll respond in a minute and then i forget about it so probably myself what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week um today there was like a cyber attack on um air traffic control or something and um all flights were canceled that was pretty crazy i read that this morning yeah, that stuff freaks me out because I don't think people realize if, like, a cyber attack can basically change the way, like, we live our lives. Like, yeah. someone can, like, hack into something and basically, like, steal everyone's money and all that stuff because everything's run through the Internet. So that that freaks me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I saw that. That was – my teacher this morning was talking about it. It's a pretty big deal. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? <laughs> Probably Justin Bieber, to be honest. Love that guy. I think he'd be so cool to talk about just, like, how he handled everything and, you know, the fame and not even being able to walk anywhere and um, just the kind of lifestyle he lives. be pretty cool. And then final non-hockey question is, obviously, Penn State is known for its athletic department. So if you couldn't play on any – if you if you could play on any uh, athletic team besides the men's hockey team, which team would you pick? Oof. I loved I love growing up playing basketball. I'm not not the tallest guy, so I don't think that would work out. But um, I always love playing basketball. But I think football, just like Beaver Stadium, the whiteout games, uh, it's like a hundred thousand people. I mean, those games are just unbelievable memories I have with our team. Just so fun going to those games. Um, we tried. Uh, we've always asked, like, why can't we get a game out there? You know, on the football field. So hopefully one day we can. But that would be definitely playing on that stadium it is. Going to the games at least is unbelievable experience. Yeah, that'll be a good winter classic. Pens, Flyers at uh, Beaver Stadium. So you got to nag someone in the NHL to make that happen, so you guys, so you guys can play there on that week. Yeah, we try. There's something with like it's not turf. It's like real oh. grass. Can't put chillers or something that'll ruin it. I don't know. I guess we tried one year or something. We'll see. Maybe they can make it happen. But that would be that would be unbelievable experience for sure. Have you had the chance to go to any of the whiteout games? I know it's during your season, so it might be tough. Yeah, we uh, we made the one last year against Auburn. Uh, I think it was like the second game of the season. That was unbelievable. We ended up winning that one. Um, I think that was the only whiteout. We got, we got like stripeouts we've gone to, but that was the one whiteout game. And like I, I knew it was going to be crazy, but like, holy smokes, this place was mm-hmm. 
but you couldn't even like talk to your buddy next to you. It's just so loud. There's so many people there. And it took us like two hours just to get into the stadium, which was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's one of those bucket list sports items I have is to go to a whiteout. I'm not the biggest college football fan, but it's definitely something I want to do one day. But I would love to be a road team on whiteout. That might sound crazy, but I feel like it'd be so yeah. cool to like sort of silence that crowd. Yeah, our I mean even our whiteout games in Pagula. We uh it's actually not not this weekend, but next weekend we play Notre Dame and like those games last year we played Wisconsin are just it's unbelievable. There's people outside the rink at like ten AM waiting to get in for a game that's at six PM. Like it, it's crazy. The the support we have here is unbelievable and we're very uh thankful to uh to be able to play in front of them. I feel like you would probably have to be a punter or someone on the football team if or like maybe like a cornerback? I don't know. Something, yeah, something I don't know like if that. I'd make it on the football team. I'd have to hit the gym a little bit more. I feel like you could, like, there's some spots in the special teams unit. Like, I feel like I could be a gunner for a football team because all you got to do is just run from one side of a punt to another, and I feel like I definitely got the speed to make that happen. Yeah, I could hold the, the snaps for the, for the uh, field goal kickers. That's what I'll do. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now. First one is for all the younger people that are listening to this podcast. What advice do you have on what it takes to make it to the Division One level where you are today? Um, honestly, like the biggest thing is just you know working hard, like doing the little things off the ice uh, as a younger kid. Um, you know whether that's just like stick handling in your driveway on rollerblades or um, shooting as many pucks as you can. Just you know taking advantage of, of the young age and. There's a lot of stuff out there now, like little stick handling tools and boards that you can practice on. So um, that's probably the biggest thing is just as a kid, just enjoying um, practicing, learn to love the game, but um, do as much as you can as a younger kid to uh, to develop for sure. Now, before we end this interview, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to your teammates, former teammates, family members, friends? Uh, feel free to give them a shout-out. The floor is all yours. Yeah, I'll shout out my, my buddy Danny Geniev, uh, smallest guy to ever play college hockey. Shout out Danny. Um, and my roommate right across right now, Alex Ferragno. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ben. I really appreciate your time. It means so much to myself, and I wish you and your team nothing but the best uh, for the second half of the year. I know you guys are going to do big things, and uh, I'll, hopefully I'll see you in the tournament at some point uh, this March. That should be a lot of fun. I don't want to jinx it yet, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. We got to get you down to a Penn State game one of these days. I would love to go. It's just it's a for, living in the East Coast. Getting yeah. down there is pretty difficult. So I got to figure figure something out in the near future because I would love to go to a game someday. Sounds good. Let me know. Walking in, I know it's true